0: this is Erin lindstrom and you're listening to thank you for you this is a show about celebrating and acknowledging our humanness as well as our beingness the easy and the hard the gifts and the gifts we don't really like but choose to accept anyway this is a show about and for people in pursuit of more peace more joy more money more justice and more of the awe that life has to give us thank you for being here and thank you for you
1: Yeah. Another Wednesday.
0: Here we are, baby. Here we are. I have a couple of things to share.
1: I'd love to listen. My ears are open and ready to receive.
0: Thank you. First of all, I'm wearing a shirt that has shoulder pads and I've paired it today. Sorry, listeners, you can't see, but I've paired it with the sweatpants I wore to bed last night. So we have a big clash Ooh. happening over here and I just think more days should be like this.
1: I agree. You are you're serving some some 80s work from home chic and I love it. We love to see it. I, I love, love it. shoulder pads too. Like I, I have a few things with shoulder pads and I just love it. I feel like I'm ready to to shoulder check anybody. <laughs> I can get anything I want There's with shoulder so pads. So much power in these shoulders. And you're protected. You you don't even feel the blow. You're just like, oh, a little a kiss from an angel
0: <laughs> <laughs> little shoulder kisses <laughs> meanwhile the other person's like "Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's, tough. it's like you know when you feel like the world is on your shoulders just put on a shirt with shoulder pads and like things will change maybe at least your that's, perception that's a quote for
1: later that's going to be on the aaron lundstrom
0: instagram <laughs> we'll save that just add shoulder pads Relief the ple- pressure i was gonna say pleasure yeah. Keep the pleasure. <laughs> go Get rid of, the pressure. of pleasure. <laughs> Make your uh, life
1: as stressful as possible.
0: <laughs> uh, anything new and exciting in your world?
1: Honestly, honestly, no, no, not really. I mean, what did I do this weekend? I went to Bush Gardens randomly. That was fun. New I and exciting? No, I got a couch. Hey! Yeah. Oh, yeah, I got a sleeper sofa. It was, I walked in. That's sweet. I went to a party and someone had one and I was like oh my god this is a, where I was like where did you get this I need this and they were like oh I somebody gave it to me whatever I go to mm-hmm. Ikea the next day because mm-hmm. uh, Aaron and I's mutual friend Michael is obsessed with Ikea so of course he brings us in there and the first thing I see is that sofa and I was like that's it baby take the photo we are taking this so we load it up and when we got to Michael's car we're like oh we're not gonna it's not gonna fit like we didn't Mm. plan to buy a couch that day so we're like oh we gotta and there's three of us so we're like okay we gotta figure this out so we're just like moving everything to the front seat and doing our best like we keep taking something out and then pushing the sofa forward and And then Tyler and I another mutual friend between listeners between Aaron and I we had to ride on top of the sofa in the back like pretty much like (laughs) on the ceiling but it was awesome because Michael has a moonroof so he opened Mm. it up and we're just looking up oh laying on that sofa enjoying the day I felt amazing I was like I'm here with my pals I get to I was like if we get in a car accident who cares I'm dying happy this is amazing
0: what an adventure (laughs) and now you have a couch yeah it is
1: it is great it has changed my life now I hang out I don't just hang out in my bedroom all the time I hang out Mm -hmm. in my living room now so that's great it's nice
0: I'm very excited for you oh thank you well that's yeah
1: that's my my new stuff
0: <sighs> Love that. What about
1: you? What's new for you?
0: Newest for me is I finished the bear this morning. Oh, I, yes, Alex, chef. I, was, I did not come on to Slack until 10 a.m. because I was like, I really just need to see what happens here. And there's so much in there that I was like, oh, it's like, it's so painfully familial. You know what I mean? Yeah. Relationships and everything. I liked it. Thoughts, feelings. I- I I thought it was
1: really good. Honestly, it made me want to work in a kitchen. I was like, oh, I love this energy. (laughs) I'm very, like, when I I have this thing that that I call show mode, which is when I'm, like, especially for shows, like, if I'm. Mm -hmm helping run a show. I'm like, okay, I'm sorry. Anything I say from here on out is nothing personal. It's just, it's business and we need to get shit done. And I was like, oh, I could so run a kitchen. Booyah. And then just feed everybody at the end and just be like, Mm -hmm. hey guys, sorry, but that's just the way the flow has to go. Sometimes you just have to shut up and receive. And I know that's not the most like, I don't want to say, that's not the most positive advice. But I think if you're like, hey, this is how I mm-hmm. communicate in this situation and prepare for it. Mm-hmm. Hell yeah, mm-hmm. baby. Let's do it. There's mm-hmm. a lot. Oh, it's such the first few episodes I had to stop watching because I was like getting so hungry. I kept it was like late at night and I kept getting up and eating food. I was like, I can't do this. I got to watch.
0: Something <laughs> else. Oh. I don't think I got hungry at all through the whole thing, except maybe I do want a donut. He made donuts, a donut. That guy. Yeah, I
1: mean, yeah. Man, when he yeah. ooh, spoilers, spoilers. Mm-hmm. Pause if I'm about to spoil it if you haven't watched the bear and you're listening <laughs> to this episode. When he slapped that cinnamon roll out of his hand, oh mm-hmm. mm-hmm. the pain. Mm-hmm. But also not the time to focus on
0: that. No. But then they did try it from the floor and it looked so good. <laughs> it
1: did. He it was it looked very enjoyable. Ugh. Oh no, I can't wait. They better do a season two or I'm gonna go crazy.
0: I hope so. Cause I want to see, I'm not going to spoil, but I want to see, you know?
1: Yeah. You know, I want to see, you know, you know? You get it. Mm. Oh,
0: good times. All right. So today's episodes with Rebecca Santilli and Ooh. I've known Becca for, I don't know, like seven years or something. Now we met in a coaching program online and Alex actually got to meet her in real life. Yeah. In April. Yeah. She uh, is
1: wonderful IRL and she's got lots of smell good things with her and it's, it's great.
0: <laughs> she does bring lots of smell good things. She's a smell
1: good person. She is. She smells Rebecca. If you're listening to this, you smell <laughs> awesome.
0: <laughs> I feel like you had, I don't remember exactly what you said, but like the, what you thought she was going to be like was different than in person.
1: Oh yeah. So my first encounter with Becca was just editing some videos of her and i she's a lot more grounded in person is what i would say like uh Mm -hmm. you know you guys uh kind of talk about how you're both very wooey um which i'm well you know we'll get into later but it i was like oh this is gonna be so but she's so grounded she's so chill i i enjoy hanging out with her a lot um yeah and i thought she was a california girl she's a jersey girl baby New York, she's Long Beach baby. New York, you're right. I'm sorry. Is she living? Oh, Long Beach. I I guess in yeah. my brain I say Long Beach is New Jersey. That's the shore. Yep. That's yep. the connection in my mapping
0: brain. Yep. A beach gal, nonetheless. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with like perfect beach waves at all time. And hey. such great
1: style too. I love all the color choices. Big fan. It's,
0: it's true. If you're listening, go look at her Instagram and just take in the rainbow vibes. And with mm-hmm. that. We'll move you into the conversation with her, where you can pick up even more rainbow vibes and uh you know, check out your inner and outer style because they're both a thing Do you feel Are like we, your um, inner style matches your outer today?
1: Right now, yeah, I mean, I don't think I should go into details about my outfit, but i'm I'm really <laughs> I mean it's it. up to you. <laughs> oh, okay, cool well i'm right re- right now I'm wearing a Playboy tank top of uh, that's pink, a black and white Hawaiian shirt. I got black shorts on and I really feel like I'm nailing it. It's like a great vibe of yeah. I could work at ocean breeze or I could be a waitress.
0: You really have a lot of kitchen stuff happening right now.
1: Uh, yeah. I honestly, I would love, it sucks that the pay I'm one. I love this yeah. Two, It sucks that the pay doesn't align. Cause I'd love yeah. to work in a kitchen or I love customer service. Like Interesting. in once we have universal wages, I'm a cashier, baby. Sorry. Peace out. I love cashiering. I love, love,
0: love it. it. That was my first real, real job was at the grocery store. And it was because I wanted to play with the cash register. Like so fun.
1: Food lion, baby. Food kitty.
0: (sighs) Well, on that note, listeners, we will transport you to another time and space to meet Rebecca. No wait, We can't go yet. I was wondering. I forgot. Please hold. We will now transport you to another time and space where we tell you Becca's bio.
1: <laughs> we didn't forget. We were just testing you listeners. Just making sure if
0: you were listening and you were like, wait a minute, Aaron, you're so silly. Now's the time. We print you. We got you. Okay. I'm now prepared. <laughs> Would you like to kick us off? <clears throat>
1: Rebecca Santilli is a certified coach, stylist, and healer who guides women into being the truest version of themselves. Themselves. She uses a combination of mindset and intuitive style coaching with somatic and color therapy to help you own your authenticity, manage your energy, and shed the layers that aren't you so that you can come home to yourself and more freely share your gifts.
0: Becca believes that clearing the clutter of your life, both inside and out, can heal your old stories, pain, and patterning, and be an energetic match for your desires. She's Ooh. all about doing less and more being when she's not exploring. Typical <laughs> sage. Typical
1: Sag. Typical sag. <laughs>
0: <laughs> she lives vibrantly near the ocean in Long Beach, New York, as we've now shouted out a many, many a times. This not episode is sponsored Jersey. by Long Beach, New York. Thank you so much, Long Beach. Go check it out. They have beautiful beaches and a boardwalk, but not like the Jersey Shore boardwalk, more like a walking one. Okay. And now we will transition <laughs> to another place <laughs> to the conversation with Rebecca. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> okay fun <laughs> so we're here and today we have with us the illustrious is the word that comes to me I don't even know what illustrious means we'll google that later it sounds good it sounds shiny and sparkly uh Rebecca Santilli welcome back. hi How to be here so glad to have you I love to start podcast episodes off with two questions are you ready I'm ready. Okay. <laughs> who are you and how did you get here?
2: <laughs> Let's start there and see where we end up. Okay, cool. Ooh, I am illustrious. No, <laughs> That was a great word. Mm. Who am I? I am quite a few things over here. I guess on a personal note, who am I? I am... I am a daughter, a sister. I am a beach lover and a lover of nature. I am a lover of people and connection. And then when I shift and like wear some more, I guess, put on some more hats, I am a leader. I am a business owner and an entrepreneur. And. I am, <laughs> explorer is the word that's popping in right now, an explorer of personal development and all things that are around self-discovery. So that's mm-hmm. a real passion of mine. And I do that through one of my favorite avenues, style. So I'm also a stylist.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. Tell us if you're open, like, so the, I like the word explorer. If you're open, can you tell us a little bit about your kind of like entrepreneurial journey? Mm. those are a lot of things how do we get to that ball of magic (laughs) oh
2: there's so many things there's so many things here it was not a linear path um so my path started a a ways back I like to think about it like when I think about what was really like a spark or like a wake-up call for me this traces back 20 years ago Mm -hmm. um 20 years ago, (laughs) I had recently, let's see, recently graduated college, art education degree that I knew wasn't really for me, didn't really want to be in a classroom, had full vision of myself being in the world of visual display and merchandising. So that's where I landed. And it was a creative job. It was a very physical job. And I ended up having a fall, breaking an ankle, fast forward, having a surgery, and then subsequently being diagnosed with a nerve disease post-surgery. And that nerve disease and that diagnosis really changed a lot of things for me. It was like a huge wake-up call in so many ways. (laughs) I mean, one, one of the sparks out of that whole experience is that it really was a way to bring me back to myself, like version one, I would say like in, the, in the, the first kind of exploration of that on the surface, I think at that point, I really was kind of convincing myself that I was enjoying this career path and enjoying where I was, but really deep down, I was pretty numb and not really present most of the time and wasn't really enjoying where I was at in, in work. And so this uh, the the diagnosis was, it was like the record <laughs> skipping and then stopping because mm-hmm. I had to reconsider what I wanted to do and mm-hmm. reconsider what my purpose and my path and my mission mm-hmm. was in life at the age of, I think I was about 23 at that point. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> from there, I was reconsidering. I knew that I was really into style. I knew that I, I just color and Color and style just came very naturally for me. And from there, I had a series of different jobs, like one that was in an interior design agency that did staging and redesign. And then I decided that I was going to go back to school for nutrition, became a health coach, got certified. That was another spark. That was another piece of the puzzle because I really knew in my heart that I was able to heal myself through food. That was one of the avenues that felt super easy for me because mm-hmm. of the way I grew up. I grew up in a very health conscious household and it just felt like something really tangible. I was like, I get this. I know how you could use, you know, food in that way. And the best part of that was it cracked open everything else for me. It cracked open like spirituality and the power of mindfulness and the power that your mindset has. Mm-hmm. And the, <laughs> the whole concept that, up until that point, I was for the most part living really up in my head from mm. a very logical perspective and didn't mm-hmm. really know what it felt like or what it meant to be more heart-centered and to be able to like be at home in your body and to live from that place. So it was, it was a lot of, of <laughs> it was it was like one wake up call after another, you know, and it's like that, that feeling of, of like, Ooh, this is awareness of, mm-hmm. of different aspects that I just, I was very closed off to up until then. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So from health coaching, continuing on from there, that path took me towards breath work, (laughs) (laughs) which actually I'm like around that time we were on a retreat together right before that. Yeah. So yeah, IIN sparked a journey of, you know, I want to be an entrepreneur and I always Mm -hmm. knew a nine to five really was not for me. And that could be a whole other chat, but Mm -hmm. yeah, enter the world of online entrepreneurship, you know, joining as many coaching circles as I could From there, that's where I met you Mm -hmm. online and then journey towards breathwork, becoming a breathwork practitioner and also becoming an orosoma practitioner. Yeah. So that's kind of like a, and we could, you know, dive down one of those little stops, but that's like the overall um, experience. Yeah. Beautiful. Thank you for sharing. Thank you for asking.
0: Question for you. You mentioned, I think it was around the time that you went to IIN and started doing the coach training and that sort of stuff that the world of spirituality was like broken open for you. Were you, I would like to know more about that. Were you not
2: spiritual at all before? Yeah. Like, what did that look like? mm. I, I was not actually, I was not, I don't consider myself like growing up. I never considered myself. I didn't know what that even meant. If someone asked me, you know, years ago, are you a spiritual person? And I'm talking about like, you know, let's go back 20 years again. And before that, before the initial wake up call, I grew up in a household that really like in my immediate household, Mm -hmm. I was in a single parent home raised by my mom who was not a spiritual person. And Mm -hmm. for the most part, really considered herself an atheist, Mm -hmm. didn't believe in a God, didn't believe, you know, or, or discuss the universe or a higher power of really any kind. Mm -hmm. And I can remember feeling very like wistful and kind of like, "Hmm," like, I I wish that there was something out there and like feeling like Well, there has to be, but I'm being told that there isn't. So I'm kind of confused and like very curious about it. Mm -hmm. And just growing up in the way that I did health being very health conscious, it's interesting to me that we were often like stepping into a lot of like juice bars and like food stores where some of them like simultaneously had like tarot cards or like crystals and you know, and I, I was so curious and I was so attracted to it, but We didn't touch that in my family. Like we didn't, Mm. that was not an aspect that we were exploring together. So I didn't, I didn't get access to any of that until I created access and, you know, kind of had like these little like seeds that were being planted and I was following them. Spirituality was like very new to me. I think like the first book that, you know, that I, I was like, oh, the universe, like I get this was probably the universe has my back. I think that's what it was called. And it was probably yeah. a speaker that was in IIN. I think it yeah. might have been. Is right? it like Gabby
0: Bernstein maybe? I think
2: so. I think so. Yeah. I think yeah. that was like
0: that t- that time in space, like seven, eight, maybe even nine years ago now. Oh my God. Because <laughs> I think I had like the same, you know, some, it's interesting the way the journeys mirror each other a bit with IIN. And then also like, oh yeah, that book was definitely around. I have it somewhere. I don't think I ever actually read it. <laughs>
2: Yeah. It's so, that's so funny. It was like the first like thing where I I felt, oh, oh, this is an actual tangible concept. Mm -hmm. Like this isn't Mm -hmm. untouchable, you know, it's here. Like I can wrap my mind around this.
0: Yeah. So spirituality means like different things, to different people and all of that jazz. So you were, we're both actually breathwork practitioners and Becca was first. And I think I actually, yeah. Okay. So my first shiny bitches event actually second, but Um, in New York City, Becca facilitated breathwork at it. And I think that was my first actual like experience with it. And even just witnessing it, seeing it being in the same room, like that sort of stuff. And I think it's interesting because these modalities that really are like somatic are spiritual, but also they're not. And so we throw them in this like category of woo, right? And you and I tend to be I feel like in many of the rooms we go in together, like almost like the Woo 101 people where they're like, wait, tell me, <laughs> what is this? What are we doing? Um, <laughs> tell me the things. Can you speak a little bit, like, tell us what breathwork is and then rainbow breathwork, which is your kind of like creation and take on it. And how does, like, I just want to talk about like spiritual and somatic connection. Why let's, let's go there.
2: Mm, okay. Let's mm-hmm. do it. That's so funny because when you were talking about that, I was thinking back to one of the retreats that you and I went on early. And yeah, it was like people were coming over to us, and even you know one. Yeah, we had like a picnic and like, table. Yeah. Was like
0: there was a gathering.
2: We were like, okay, this is fun. This is woo one oh one. Yeah, that was fun. <laughs> so fun. Okay, so spirituality and let's say breath work or spirituality and somatic practices, I think there's an interesting connection there because for me, spirituality, <laughs> the idea of accepting and like trusting and believing that there is a higher power, there is uh, energy that's supporting me feels easier to access when I'm in an open place of surrender. And what helps me get there is a practice like breath work. So I think that's the overlap there for me is like that it's a means to <laughs> crack me open in a way, or it's a, a means to, to be more fully present and more in a place of like trust and surrender so mm-hmm. that I'm not letting my mind or my mm-hmm. logicing take over mm-hmm. and kind of like, you know, try to talk me out of it in a way, because a lot of times there is that, that chatter for me. That's like, you know, this isn't, this isn't real, or this isn't going to happen or like, yeah. you know, and just looking for, for like little, little Anything. ways to pull me out. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah. For anyone who's listening, if you haven't heard about like somatic healing before soma, the root of that, or the root of somatic is soma, um, which means body and really like somatic experiences are in the body, like outside of the mind. So breathwork is, For many people who want to meditate, but don't either know how or feel like they can't breath work is an active form of meditation so that you're breathing through it. And because you have something to concentrate on like that, eventually what I've noticed and what my clients usually experience is that after about seven or nine minutes, even if your mind is going like, this isn't working, what is this? I don't like this. This isn't for me. Eventually it just stops and you do typically sometimes everyone's experience is different reach a point where you are actually quite present and where you can connect to whatever it is you kind of like think is there whether it's universe your higher self just the present moment i find that you can like get messages you can go in with an intention and ask a question and instead of getting the chatter from your head which is like going to tell you it's going to try to keep you safe really you get the answer from love, which is much more like, if I were safe, here's what's here for me. Here's what's true. And I think that's like one of the most powerful, magical things. And it is fascinating how much I think we've seen like over the last decade of being in this industry, <laughs> like in the beginning, it was very like taboo and like, ugh. like there's a lot societally that tells you like, no, don't do that. Or like, that's weird. It was weird in the beginning. You know what I mean? And now it's almost becoming mainstream, which has its Mm. own implications and issues. But if you can kind of get beyond, you know, the marketing of everything and the like mm, appropriation of some things too, the power of being present is powerful (laughs) for lack of better word. And it is important. And being able to figure that out is like, it can be life-changing and one of the things that becca and i have been talking about recently uh, because we chat regularly one of the things we were talking about is like neither of us really like the word people pleaser not something i would stick on myself like that's not i'm not like that's not me boundaries i'm like no i have boundaries like i'm good all of these like hot words that like come up that you're supposed to be like the things that you need to fix about yourself don't really resonate However, doing these practices and kind of like going on these exploratory journeys, learning more, uncovering things and kind of doing deeper and deeper dives. It's like, oh, okay. I'm not a people pleaser, but I really, really feel uncomfortable after I tell someone no. Like, holy crap. Guess what that is? <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's what they're calling people pleasing. But so many of us have these things that are really really deep that we don't even realize or we're so resistant to even calling them the thing because it is all in marketing these days. So I think it's fascinating. I think there's and just an invitation if this is speaking to you at all to just like go try breathwork or go try whatever it is that thing that's calling you and that curiosity that kind of whispers, why not just check it out? And pay attention to the parts of you that are telling you not to. For the awareness, because it is interesting to hear why your brain thinks, (laughs) thinks you shouldn't do something and like really ask, is this trying to keep me safe? Like what would happen? What if, you know, there's a lot of space to kind of play, I think.
2: Yeah, there's Mm -hmm. well said. Yep. There is a lot of space to play. And and one of the other things that I think is like so powerful about Mm -hmm. breath work is like the, the ability that it gives you to, and permission really to feel Mm -hmm. your feelings. Mm
1: -hmm. It's
2: like a huge thing. And I know a lot of times, like we're looking for practices that, that make us more like open and present. Right. But I don't know that what we're really looking for. I don't know if any of us are really saying, Hmm, I really want to have a good hard cry today, or I really want to like rage, you know, and, and like yell and scream. Like we're not really, Mm -hmm. kind of on the surface looking for that, but Mm -hmm. underneath like a lot of our, just like our stuff, right. Our patterns is a lot of emotional gunk. That's like waiting to just be like pulled up and cleared out. And for me, breath work was like that practice. It was like that, like
0: Mm. that,
2: like key for me that I was able to be in my feelings. And then bringing that over to like the connection between, you know, being in chronic pain or having a chronic concern of any sort and like the power of feeling your feelings and what that can do for you. Like it's, there's so much freedom and it can actually like lessen your, your issue, your concern. So it's, it's really powerful. and, And like that whole, like once I, you know, explored, like what is breathwork all about? Then I was really motivated to like merge the, those two the two modalities together. So merging orosoma, which as you said, like interesting that soma is in orosoma, and orosoma is a tangible form of color therapy, basically, which is made up of a whole system of bottles that contain color and plant essences and crystals, and you apply it to your body. Like that's why mm-hmm. body is in there, and you can cleanse, protect your aura, strengthen, and really uncover more about yourself. Like that's kind of the whole key to orosoma is like this idea of self-discovery through what colors you're attracted to. Mm. So I took the, the two modalities and just thinking about the idea that while we're breathing and breath work, we're often looking to balance the different chakras and then the connection between chakras and color. It felt mm. like a really natural fit for me to you know, be able to like concentrate on areas more specifically and see what you can do to balance those. Yeah. Yeah. But
0: it's so interesting listening to you, like talk about it and then take us into, so visual merchandising was part of this and style has been a part of this. And so we're on color now. And it's interesting because even both your journey and like the, what you do and how you work with people is very, it it's, it is all explorative, like in this way. And color is one of the, the common threads, like throughout all the different things that you're doing. So can you speak to us more just about like, we all know what colors are. <laughs> we all know what the <laughs> rainbow is, I think. But like, how on earth does that come together with all this as well?
2: Well, the, I, the idea that color is a language that our different mm-hmm. levels of consciousness can either like, understand or not understand, I think that's kind of at the root of this concept. So through orosoma, what I've learned and what I love to just explore more with clients is that our subconscious and our unconscious do not necessarily like understand or resonate with the language of color. So on a conscious level, you could look at a color and say, clearly, like, I like it. I don't like it. I'm attracted to it. I'm not. And on a subconscious level or an unconscious level, we're often drawn to things or repelled by things that we just aren't like, we aren't aware of. We're not like thinking our way in or out of it. So through the exploration of colors and just playing around really, um, naturally experimenting with what you are drawn to or what you are not attracted to can be really significant as far as exploring the qualities of the color, the challenges behind the color. And that transitions into like uh, so many aspects of what I do, because that can work with, you know, chakra balancing in rainbow breath work, or it could also work through one-on-one coaching where we are just discussing and, and talking through maybe what colors you have in your closet that are, you know, what colors are missing? What colors mm-hmm. are you actually consciously avoiding? And then we could also explore it on a very subconscious and unconscious level I offer something called a soul strategy where we basically use numerology so that you're not even knowing what colors are linked to these numbers. You are literally just speaking to me with numbers. And then we explore what colors are attached to those numbers, which your soul chose. Like there's no conscious choice happening here. So it's really beautiful because it's a way to do like a deeper dive into what that means for you in, in all aspects of life. Like this can take you into your personal life. It could take you into your work life. What might've happened in the past, like what patterns you have going on that maybe you're looking to shift or clear and what energies that you would like to invite in for the future so that you can shift clear, break these patterns. Mm. So it's, it's really, yeah. Color is like, it's, it's such a unique tool. Like it really is so versatile. It is. That's fascinating. How are there?
0: So in the entrepreneurial world, you work with mostly, mostly right. Entrepreneurial women, a few, not I'm thinking about your, some of the clients, right. And Becca's actually, sorry, I hope this is okay to share. Becca's actually like working with teenagers right now too, which I think is so, so, so cool because, oh my God, when I think about me at 18 and having access to someone who like likes themselves and is doing personal development work and like could give, you know what i mean, like support around that. I just think that's like so 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 important and wow. But speaking to like the entrepreneurial crowd, if you will, are there any like patterns you see or like typical things that people are struggling with or that come up around color?
2: I love that question. I'm I'm such a like a like I'm looking at color In the same way that I would look at somebody like, oh, she's wearing a yellow shirt, you know, Mm -hmm. and just noticing, like I'm seeing a lot of yellow shirts today. I would also look at my clients and say like, what is your current favorite color? And like, see Mm -hmm. where they're at in the season of life and in business. But I do notice. So (laughs) with that being said, I've noticed that there's a lot of yellows and a lot of blues happening. And usually when I see that pop up, if I see somebody whose favorite color is blue, let's say. And they're an entrepreneur, it is very interesting to me that the usual correlation is that they're looking for more ease with communication, or they're looking for, let's say, they, they want to be a speaker and they want to be on podcasts, but they're really feeling like something's holding them back and that they can't speak up. So, blue is the color of communication, it's related to the throat chakra. And I just find it so interesting. It's almost like a predictor in a way, you know, like using Mm -hmm. color as a way to just almost like predict like what might be happening in the same way that you could use astrology, you know, knowing someone's sign is is a predictor too. So yeah, I see a theme with blue. And then as far as yellow goes, that is generally something that has to do with believing in yourself, trusting yourself, knowing your worth, knowing your value, and being connected to your intuition feeling like you're confident and that you're um, able to connect with that gut feeling and trust it and Mm -hmm. not you know like look for outside validation so it's like third chakra area sometimes goes to second because there's some like gold some orange gold people in there yeah 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 it's fascinating
0: is um so the difference between kind of like being attracted to having the favorite color that you're kind of like drawn to. And then on the other side of that, like, if you do notice that, like, you're thinking about this, right. Cause we're listening and now everyone's looking around whatever room they're in. <laughs> now, I will tell you that I've been friends with Becca for years and I have noticed <laughs> everything's gotten more colorful and I don't know if it's me anymore or just the influence of having Becca around. <laughs> But, like, I have books at my fireplace right here that there's rainbow colors, there's a rainbow blanket sitting on my black and white couch, there's pink flowers, there's yellow flowers, like, there's purple flowers behind me, like, pops of colors have happened. And if I showed you my closet seven years ago and now, too, like, literally... Becca was in my dynamic coach training program and she shared with everyone like a class on all of the colors and what they mean and what could be missing and like all of that stuff. And I wasn't thinking about that consciously afterwards, but that weekend I went through my closet, right. Got rid of a bunch of stuff. Then I was like, wait a minute, what's happening here. Then I went like thrifting to find some like fun vintage stuff and came home and I'm like putting this stuff away. And I'm like, oh my God, it's the rainbow. Like literally turquoise like suit purple, like thing going in Like, so anyway, that's just a warning that, uh, notice come back in seven years and let's see if you have more colors. If you hang around back, <laughs> Your life um, might get more co- colorful. <laughs> yeah. 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 gets more colorful. But the difference between kind of like being pulled towards a color, right? You have that color everywhere. To me, that almost makes me think of like, oh, this is my comfort zone. When you don't have a color, like obviously we all can have preferences, you know what I mean? Like something might not feel good, like that sort of thing. But what what does that mean even more? Like what does, what could that show you if you do notice that like, oh yeah, I don't have one yellow thing in my house. Like what does that mean?
2: Mm. So in that case, and this is like a Like, see if this fits for you, you know, because it's not necessarily like a, this is what it means. But in some cases I would just notice if the flip side, we have almost like what I call the flip side to the color where it's, it's almost like challenges of that color versus the qualities or the characteristics of the color. So if you're missing, let's say yellow, like you mentioned, I would look to flip side of yellow, which could be that maybe you're experiencing some challenges around nervousness. That's one of the qualities on the flip side or oscillating, meaning you have like the stop go energy where you're feeling like I'm going to go and do that. And then you question yourself and you pull back and then you're like, maybe I will do it. And then you pull back again, which gives like such a, you know, that could really drain you of energy. So Mm. Usually if if there's an absence it's like an invitation to kind of check in with yourself and ask yourself like does this mean that maybe i am facing or you know subconsciously facing some of the struggles or the flip side characteristics of the color and i know for myself for a really long time and you and i probably talked about this but i had no purple or lilac or lavender in my closet at all whatsoever like there was nothing And when I checked in around it, I, I noticed that it's not that I, I don't like the color from like a, an aesthetic point of view. I I really do like it. It's a color that I would like wearing, you know, sometimes it just doesn't work for you, but I put it on and I was like, okay, I'm trying it on. Like, I'm going to make a conscious effort now to bring more of that in. And when I checked in, because, you know, I, I have that, like, now I'm, it's all in my mind about like what that could mean. So I just checked in around what it looked like and the flip side of purple or, or violet, there is a, a characteristic that's about avoiding your spiritual mission or avoiding Mm -hmm. your uh, power as a healer, avoiding your mission and purpose. And I definitely went through a season of feeling like, like I was hiding, like, afraid to show up and be seen, afraid to really like step fully into my role, you know, which extends into stepping fully into entrepreneurship, right? Because this is what I do. So it's really interesting to just just notice and, you know, be, be kind to yourself, be gentle about it because it's not about like calling you out or, or judging you. And I think that's also the beautiful part of, of using color as a tool is that it, it encourages more mindfulness without judgment, you know, it's not like, well, now you have to go and put more purple in your closet. This isn't a a have to, or a should, it's just more of like a gentle, you know, let's check in and see, and like, see if it feels good. Cause it might actually be the thing that could bring you more joy or could bring Mm -hmm. you closer to, you know, like, let's say in this case, like feeling powerful as a, in your spiritual mission or, you Mm -hmm. know, as your role as an entrepreneur. Interesting. I love this stuff.
0: Okay. So, from here, I want to talk a little bit about sales stuff and hot, hot goss. If you don't know this, (laughs) Becca and I have been doing sales stuff for years, kind of like behind the scenes for entrepreneurs. So, there are some people out there who have a sales system, but need someone to take the calls. And we both are connectors and love talking to people. And when the thing is aligned and powerful and great. And when you love the person who's selling it and all that stuff, we're happy to help sell. So we've both done that throughout the years. And I specifically want to talk about this, like in relation to what we were just talking about. So because like sales is always a thing and we're both coaches as well. And a lot of times when we sell for containers, we're all, we also coach in the space because I think there's um, something really important about someone joining a program and having continuity with the person that they said yes to, because there's usually a bond and like, I just think that's important, but that's tangential. Anyway, so inside these containers, they are typically business to business. They're entrepreneurial. Many people are building their business and the things that come up in a coaching kind of way, where I find like, if you've listened to shiny sales, there's a huge overlap in the Venn diagram, right? Between... Selling and mindset, there is strategy. And then there's like, okay, there's mindset. And then if we want to talk dynamic coach training, there's a healing like essence to all of this too, because so much of it is how do I do what I want to do? Do I believe I can, and that it's safe? Is it actually safe? That's a piece of this as well. And then like, there's a lot that comes up. There's a lot of grief involved in becoming who you're, who you are, letting go of all the things that you learned as a kid and who you had to be, to be loved and now we're talking about money where if you grew up like safety was provided by your parents probably right and they were paying the bills as an adult you're paying the bills so you're kind of like taking over that safety and it's very easy to look at money and look at that as the safety which means that we tend to copy and paste like our loving patterns with money too so it's who do i have to be do i have to be small do i have to be big do i have to be so funny do i have to be perfect like all of these different personalities and projections that we like build to be okay in our homes, then tend to come up with money and building business too. So (laughs) where am I going with this? So with money and abundance and sales, is there, or are there colors that are particularly helpful when it comes to abundance? Like how would you sort of, Recommend that if that is something you're working on, like feeling more safe receiving, let's say, right? And like really building your business to probably be seen more, to be making more, to make more impact, um, and to create the life you want. Like, where do you go? Where do you begin in terms of like colors and your work?
2: Mm, I like this. The word that just popped out for me when you said, in terms of receiving. Mm -hmm. So that, that word, as far as it being like a color cue for me, the color that I would go towards is there's actually three. So let's start with olive green because that's that's exactly ah! what I was
0: thinking. (laughs) I'm like feminine leadership. And I think looking at your sweater right now too, I've had olive green on the
2: mind. Oh, this is wow. Divinely timed. (laughs) So yeah, olive green. That is the color for receptivity. And like you just said, it's, it's also feminine leadership. This also popped up in a reading that I did yesterday with a client. So I love it. It's like fresh in my mind. Mm-hmm. Um, if you are struggling or if you, you know, may, again, maybe not consciously, right? Because a lot of times this isn't even something that's brought to our awareness, but that's the cool thing about colors that we can use it to bring it up from subconscious, unconscious, and into our consciousness. And once it's aware once we are aware, we can shift those patterns. So olive green, being receptive, it also ties into being receptive to spirit. Um, and then leading from a place, like leading from more of the divine feminine, feeling like you are you just, you trust, you, you're standing fully in your goddess energy. You are embodying that energy and allowing yourself to be more open And the other color that pops to mind is gold Mm. Um, because gold also ties down in when I think of where it is on your body, that's basically like between second and third chakra. So it's the seat of your power, you know, it's, it is the the gold within you really. So if you are having some self-doubt, which also flip side, flip side to green. So flip side to olive green and flip side to gold can be self-doubt. So that's interesting. If you're having feelings of self-doubt, then it's definitely that can tie into your openness, your receptivity, and your ability to believe that you could be abundant. And I think a lot of this really is belief too, like working on the belief, like building a muscle, just believing and trusting on repeat. Trust, that's also gold. So interesting. Yeah. Trust Mm -hmm. is in with gold and yellow as well. And then the other color, I'm going to pop in some pale pink because comes down to like self-love too. And being receptive is also tied in with the color with pale pink. So yeah, unconditional love for yourself. And I think that's like the crux of it, right? Is like, that's kind of the secret is.
0: So I agree with you. And can you say more about that? Because I can hear like an older version of me, like meaning older, like gone in the past. Uh-huh. Cause you're saying that. And there's part of me, I'm like, it is about unconditional love. It is about self-acceptance. You're totally right. And there's a part of me that I can still hear the whisper of, of like, shut up, whatever. Like, <laughs> what are you talking about? That has nothing to do with making money. So can you, would you expand on that a little bit?
2: Sure. Yeah. Okay. So it's almost like the secret sauce. I think mm-hmm. like we're, we're chasing something like outside of us, right? Like that, There's like a magic if that's out there, but it's not really out there. Like it's, it's inside of us. Like we are already abundant, but we're chasing that abundance outside of us. So if we can tap into like this secret, that's not really a secret that like you are already abundant and like the energy, like everything about you, every time like you wake up and you go to sleep, like it's all there, there's joy, there's abundance there's love. Unconditionally, it exists, right? But it's like almost like waiting to be tapped into and waiting to be expressed and waiting to be like shared. Practices that are that, I mean, even just something as simple as like saying kind words to yourself and committing to that for a week. Or if you have a thought that you notice that might be a little on the harsh side, just gently shifting after that, like, okay, the harsh thought came up, but like now here's a super kind and joyful thought. Mm -hmm. That's part of like the cultivation of love and abundance, you know, from within and like cultivating it is a practice. And we're doing that like internally, that's like part of like the inner work, right? So that then we can share it and we can cultivate it for ourselves and then share it with others. And I think that's like what will shift our actions too. like, and, and it's not always easy to look within. And I know it's not always easy, like for me to it's, I'm not, let's say doing mirror work all the time and, and looking at myself with like this overwhelming joy and abundance, but I am mindful about it and it is a practice. And I think that like, if we look within more often than looking outside for it, that's a really good place to start.
0: Mm. Hmm. Hmm. I think it's really interesting too. As I just shared, like I have multiple. There's multiple reactions to things. You know what I mean? So you might look at the color seafoam green, and part of you be like, "Get out of here," and the other part be like, "But I kind of like it." Right. The same way where we're talking unconditional love, and there's part of me that's like, "Oh yes, add to and the other part of me is like, "Ugh." But paying attention to those reactions, like those are the subtle hints of like where you can go right now, what you can kind of start to explore. And the unconditional love one, I think is particularly interesting because what we're talking about really is is reparenting in a form, right? And like that idea of like giving yourself love and acceptance. Acceptance. Acceptance, yeah. A, easier said than done. B, um, I will share with y'all like, When I I remember being in my car when I was like 17 with my friend, Katie, and I told her something, I don't even remember what I told her, but we kind of like swapped secrets, right? Like family, what was really happening. And we started this thing. We were like, oh, we're in the fucked up families club. Okay, cool. And like, that was a thing, which I feel like the fucked up families club, is really just your best friends who you actually like told the truth to. And Those things, if you, if you resonate with that, right. If you have like the something where only a couple people really know this, or like everything was great, except I didn't feel like it was like, you know what I mean? We all go through things. This may or may not be, I mean, this definitely is an invitation. It's up to you whether or not you want to take it, but maybe to like, look at that. Because that actually, what I have noticed in my 10 years of coaching is that it's that stuff that's actually the most impactful, like a strategy is not going to give you the sale. Like it might get you more attention. It might get you put in the right spot. It might even get you the result you're looking for, but it won't give you the feeling you're looking for. And actually like, because, because if unconditional love is like, it'll gross, whatever, buy, No, thank you that's like disconnection. And typically like, that's a learned thing. It's an experience thing. And we have to kind of like unlearn it and then teach ourselves something different in order to move forward and feel differently. And that is something Becca and I sidebar about all the time, kind of on our journeys together as we, because here's the other thing is like, you don't have to do this alone. Like None of this, in fact, I wouldn't recommend doing it alone. Yes, all of it will be you kind of doing, but you get to kind of walk the path with other people who are doing similar things, who are willing to hold space, who aren't judging and you know, talking over and looking at your stuff and being like, oh my God, but could it be that? Like, we don't have to be detectives all the time. And as people in the personal development industry and coaches, like there's so much that we see that actually doesn't require being fixed or touched at all. Like ultimately, what we're doing is being together and giving each other that love and acceptance in the moment of who we are, and I think that's one of the most powerful things of being in community, of being in this space that really does more than like any strategy ever will. Thanks for listening to my TED talk, <laughs> but all of that said, like the orosoma and the um, soul strategy session and rainbow breathwork and. The coaching that's done, and even like the sales and the connection that's happening on calls, all of these are different ways of connecting and kind of holding that space, right of unconditional accept- acceptance.
2: yes. you just like whoop the words like dip right. I was like holding space is is like the overlap <laughs> between, yeah, it really is like there's so much like uh, potency in in simply like having somebody hold space for you and someone who's just listening and not judging you and doesn't want to fix or change or suggest or advise unless of course like that is what you're looking for then great but you know having that consent piece too and you know so that you don't have to anticipate a reaction if you are not looking for that like a lot of times we're just looking to talk and share and like you said be in community And that's, it's so valuable.
0: Yeah. And that is, if you heard me say the word reparenting and we're like, ugh, I roll, right. Or, ooh, no, thank you. Or like the woo thing. You know what I mean? That's what we're talking about. Imagine if you had a parent who was consistently like that and held space and loved and accepted you and then kind of like took your cues and looked for consent about what's next and what do you want and need and how to support you while making sure you're safe and, you know, in an age appropriate way. Like, that's what we're talking about when we talk about this stuff. And no matter which way you want to kind of like slide in onto your journey of that feeling of wholeness, connectedness, et cetera, like, I just feel like there's a big, like call to action here is like, find your thing, listen to the whisper, go be curious about something, whatever it is that you happen to see on Instagram, like do it, try it, like go be you in the world. On that note, Becca, do you have any call to action or if anyone's listening, if anyone's listening, if anyone's listening to this, if anyone's out there, (laughs) we do have (laughs) listeners and I thank you for being here. What is like the one thing that you hope is heard?
2: Mm. The one thing, well... Just the the last thread that you were sharing about this idea of you know unconditional love being a practice or being something that's like we had to unlearn so that we could learn it, I I think that that's like just something that I want to I I wish that everybody you know had that like that kind of like opening there. So yeah, just putting that out there and that offer out there is that if you resonate with that. And if you did, you know, maybe have a childhood where there was not a support system there, you didn't have caretakers who were teaching you how to share your feelings and, you know, with, with a feeling of safety and trust and, you know, and you're, you're maybe like exploring that or trying to, you know, learn how to do that now. Like this is, it's okay. Like that's totally okay because you are definitely not alone in that. And the, the practice of, of learning how to love and accept yourself, like it's, it's there, like you can do it. It's not like something that is like so far out of reach, you know? And I think just the, the idea of like, if this is resonating with you right now and you want to like, maybe just uncover that a little bit more, like then just speak up and, and reach out for that because it is something that, like, woof, it could just like blow the lid off of so many other things that might be feeling like stuck. And mm-hmm. maybe there's, there's like something in this that could help you to let go of some old uh, stories or old narratives that might be like keeping you stuck in a way.
0: Mm-hmm. Love it. Becca, thank you so much for joining me for this conversation. It has been colorful. (laughs) If people are listening and want to learn more about you, where should they go? And also I did Google illustrious in the background and I want everyone to know the definition is well-known, respected, and admired for past achievements, distinguished, acclaimed, noted. So yes, you're illustrious. Congratulations.
2: Oh, thank you. I received this award. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, people can find me over at instagram i am at santilli styled that's my last name styled s-t-y-l-e-d and you could also find me on my website which is my full name rebecca santilli.com
0: beautiful all right well thank you and please come back let's talk more
2: yes would love to bye
0: Hey, it's Erin, and I want you to know that you matter. Everything you're doing and everything you've done, it all matters. It all counts because you are important to the people around you, your family and friends, your audience, your clients, and quite honestly, to the world. Whether you're changing lives on the front line or changing lives while you're changing diapers, your presence matters. Every life you touch counts, and from just one interaction, there can be infinite, meaningful effects. And for that reason, I want to thank you for showing up and doing the work to be with yourself and share your light and your gifts and your love with those around you. If you want support with any of this human being stuff, you're always welcome to join me inside of my coaching membership, Human Being Club at humanbeingclub.com or follow along with me on Instagram for more behind the scenes, (laughs) silly stuff at Erin Lindstrom. Once again, thank you for being here and thank you for you.